Are you ready to overcome the complexities and burdens that come with your success? Join the team at Centura Wealth Advisory in the Live Life Liberated podcast. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Live Life Liberated with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. Derek Myron is on the podcast and he has brought on a special guest. Derek, why don't you introduce our guest today? Mr. Mike Zelch, Chief Operations Officer at Actuarial Data, Inc. Uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right, Derek, you brought Mike on today. I'm here to learn from you as normal. Uh, What are you guys talking about today? We're going to talk about qualified plans, and Mike Zelch is an expert about getting money into qualified plans and the best way to get money out of qualified plans. And uh, so his business focuses on third-party actuarial services and estate planning, serving uh, high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals and families. Uh, Mike, can you take a little time and give us your background and education and the people you serve? Uh, Certainly. I graduated college with a degree in mathematics, uh, specializing in uh, actuarial science. I cut my teeth in qualified plan world, working in Washington, D.C. at a large consulting firm, primarily on uh, government contract work, uh, dealing with PBGC projects like uh, that take over some of the airline pension plans and the steelworker plans. From there, uh, I kind of shifted it to large corporation and international pension plans. And at the same time, I kind of broadened my uh, client work as well, delving into uh, all aspects of employee benefits. After that, I worked for the Bank of New York Mellon to manage their internal uh, retirement programs that had uh, six or seven billion in billion in assets, uh, and to help them develop some uh, employee metrics. After about five years in the large bank environment, I, I moved back into consulting, where I had spent most of my career, uh, to focus on qualified plan retirement or qualified retirement plans, rather. Uh, and I joined Actuarial Data, where uh, I am now uh, COO. I made the move, I guess, for two reasons. One, uh, my wife, also an actuary, had worked there for over a decade and uh, had been conspiring with uh, ADI's owner, Charlie Day, to uh, bring me on board for some time. But uh, the second reason, the real reason, is I, I was really intrigued and impressed with the strategy uh, ADI had developed. We're not your run-of-the-mill TPA just providing, you know, off-the-shelf cash balance plan designs. We have a unique approach um, to qualified plan designs that typically can more than double uh, the initial deductible contributions a plan sponsor can make. We have an IRS pre-approved plan document, like most TPAs, but our plan designs are usually specifically uh, made to allow for accelerating or front-loading deductible contributions um, so that a business owner can, you know, fund to the IRS limits in about half the time it would take under uh, the cash balance plan you you get out of the, you know, corner cash balance store. Our designs also kind of focus on lifetime income for business owners and their spouses. And so, Mike, two, two comments. One, when I describe your services to our clients, I said, look, if you have a defined benefit plan, you want to supersize that? Uh, that that's what Mike and his team does. They, they know how to supersize these deductions. Uh, that, that's one comment. Then second comment, when I talk to actuaries, 
I always say, there's no way you're going to go home and tell your wife that stuff. She's never going to listen to you. But it sounds like your wife will. She's an actuary as well. Um, our, our poor children. Uh, our, our, our bedroom talk is probably not, not standard, but, um, yeah, we do, a, we do a lot of, um, pillow talk about things that people would not typically imagine. But we do take a, to your point, we do take over a lot of plans. We get a lot of, uh, plans where, where, where the client is, the goals are being met. Um, and we help a lot there as far as where else can we find, uh, deductions for them and, or, can we fund up this plan faster to meet the uh, the the plan goals there? Yeah. So to kind of describe the problem, oftentimes high net worth or excuse me, high income earners don't have the ability to save enough money pre-tax to really get them to their retirement goals. And and uh, when we find clients that meet that need and they've got an off-the-shelf solution, whether it be from a custodian or their their existing TPA, and we say, gosh, you're putting in 300000 a year. How would you like to double or triple that? And they say, wait, I'm already doing the max. So that, that's how I describe your guys' services. Well, Mike, Mike's team knows how to supersize what you're currently doing. That, that's exactly exactly right. And, and you hit on something uh, you know, pretty important with a lot of these uh, high high net worth uh, people. We you know our clients are there are a lot of entre- entrepreneurs, venture capitalists, and so forth. But you know there's a there's usually a mad rush uh, you know at, at a certain age to to start socking it away uh, as, as fast as possible. And th- and that's where we come into to play. Great, thank you. That was very helpful. Let's turn our attention to discuss qualified plans, what the types of plans that meet the definition of qualified under the Internal Revenue Code. Why don't, why don't you answer that for us? What are qualified plans? Sure. I, I, you know, uh, the, the short answer is, you know, a qualified plan is uh, has preferential tax treatment. That It's qualified by the IRS. The monies that you put into a plan uh, that is qualified as a plan sponsor is tax deductible. Uh, there, there are. Uh, you'll hear a lot of different kinds of qualified plans. They, they, they will have uh, different marketing names and so forth. But essentially, it boils down to two types of qualified plans: defined benefit plans and defined contribution plans. There's, there's ESOPs out there, I think, uh, as well. But uh, I think you could do a podcast on that all by itself. But a defined contribution plan is generally account-based plans where the sponsor puts contributions into the participant account. Once the money is in participant accounts, uh, the participant bears the investment risk. Generally, you can put money into a DC plan. It, it's limited by the IRS dollar limitation and by the participant compensation. So the current limit there is about $57,000 or is $57,000, and if they're old enough, uh, catch-up contribution of 6500 Defined benefit plans, on the other hand, are, are driven by uh, a formula. The, the formula is what is defined uh, and determines the benefit that is due to a participant. There are no individualized accounts, uh, and the plan sponsor is responsible for paying a participant the accrued benefit at retirement based on the applicable formula. The plan sponsor bears all the investment risk for funding those benefits. But 
the real difference, I think, to point out here today is uh, that defined benefit plans tend to allow much higher deductible contributions than defined contribution plans. You know, our plans, with our DB plans, you know, you're typically going to see at least 10 times the allowable DC contribution going into uh, our DB plans. Fantastic. To the accelerated, you know, let's get the money in as fast as we can. Yeah, our business owners are craving these deductions and looking for ways to do it. Here's a way to defer a bunch of money into a plan and defer that tax liability. So let's talk about the phases of qualified plans. And so the, the four phases, number one is this accumulation phase where you're accumulating a lot of assets. You then are in a retirement phase where you may or may not be uh, have to take a distribution. And then there's this forced distribution phase. And it used to be 70 and a half, and perhaps with a defined benefit plan at 65 or 60, it just depends on the plan design. But that they're forced distributions. And then the, the fourth phase is the beneficiary distributions. At, at the end, you, you're, you have a beneficiary on this plan, and you're going to pass it to a spouse or a non-spouse. Uh, you want to talk about the historical regime of how that's all worked and then lead us up to the new change of the SECURE Act and what, what's happened. Sure. I think you kind of laid it, laid it out well for the life cycle of a plan. I, I, I think of the life cycle as, yes, the first part is the accumulation phase. Uh, and that is where the, the, the business owner is trying to build wealth and take advantage of the tax deductions. Uh, and that is one of the specialties uh, of ADI, allowing for that fast and efficient means to get the money into the plan. The, the next phase in the life cycle, I guess, would be, uh, like you said, the reti- retirement or, or the sale of the business or some qualifying event that leads up to the end of the contribution and accumulation phase. There, I, I, I would tell people the timing and the preparation of this phase is where I'd advise everyone to be sure they get they're getting quality consulting, working with a, a you know their financial advisor, um, especially for a defined benefit plan or a sophisticated strategy like the ones uh, Centura and ADI do. Uh, the decision when to stop contributing and terminating the plan directly can affect what you're going to be able to get out of the plan. And then the, the next, next phase, distribution. Yeah, uh, you, you kind of nailed it there as well. At some point, the government wants you to take that money out of the qualified plan vehicle or, or vehicles. And why? So it can be taxed. That's the whole idea behind RMDs. Uh, the government is, is forcing the event to... Uh, what, what, what is an RMD, Michael? Sorry to interrupt you. What, what is an RMD? Uh, certainly, uh, that's a required minimum distribution. So uh, RMDs used to be required at age 70 and a half. The SECURE Act changed that age uh, to 72, so thank goodness for small favors there. But the the concept behind that is really you can't keep that money in that qualified plan forever. The, the Uncle Sam wants, you know, wants their fair share. With the, the SECURE Act... Uh, it, it did several things besides change the RMD age. Um, it also allowed for IRA contributions beyond 70 and a half, uh, changed some rules for multiple employer plans. There was some very good uh, liberalizing of the rules there. Changed the safe harbor rules for 401k plans. 
interestingly increased the credit for small employers starting up pension plans and um, extended the deadline for adopting qualified plans. But I think the most uh, relevant change that uh, we could discuss is, is the removal of the stretch IRA. I think, it, I think it was a huge blow to financial planners. Uh, you, you can certainly probably opine on that, where it, it propelled the need for alternative strategies to kind of, kind of to the forefront. So just to define a stretch IRA, and, and this occurred December 20th in 2019, so just last year. But right. previously, previously, oftentimes in the planning, generation, let's say dad, generation one, has a, has a IRA and he lists his, lists his spouse. And upon his passing, it can go to his spouse. And that's still the same. And then when his spouse passes, they have it go down to their three kids. And um, each of them could get it and they take it out over their lifetime. And so you're stretching out paying back because all the money that comes out is taxable income to the beneficiary. The government decided that the retirement plans through the SECURE Act were only to help G1, mom and dad, with retirement. Now that stretches over. They're only going to give you mom and dad's life, exp- uh, life expectancy plus 10 years. So as soon as mom and dad are gone, those assets are all going to come out within the next 10 years, with the exception of there were four other small groups of beneficiaries. Children at the ages of 18 to 26, if they were still in college, then it had to come out after 10 years. Beneficiaries with disabilities, beneficiaries with chronic illnesses, and beneficiaries who aren't greater than 10 years younger than the account owner. So it's almost the same. Almost the same, yeah. Yeah. So other than those four special groups, everybody else, the retirement money is all going to come out within 10 years. Big change. Huge, huge. Um, And I think that has led to uh, a a little bit of a revolution and resurgence in uh, that old standby of doing the stretch IRA. It's over, right? It's over for that. So with the stretch IRA being over, people need to rethink what they're going to do with this retirement asset. And If you happen to have a large enough estate where you're going to be estate taxed, the retirement accounts are going to be double taxed at your death or within 10 years of your death because you're going to pay estate taxes and you're going to pay income taxes. The lion's share of people who are going to experience an estate tax and have retirement accounts are going to wind up finding out that qualified plans are terrible wealth transfer vehicles in 99% of most cases. What do you think about that, Mike? I, I would uh, largely agree with that. Uh, if, the, if the plan sponsored, you know, if these, the clients don't have the right strategy in place, it, it could be a horrible transfer. There, there is a, there's a small, uh, admittedly limited, uh, limited uh, population where keeping money within uh, a certain kind of qualified plan uh, for like a family business keeps it out of the estate. Uh, in, the, in that case, you know, we're looking at like a, uh, where, you know, generation one is really accumulating the wealth and they, they put it into the qualified plan and they're essentially funding the retirements of their heirs. 
Mike, let's just say that ADI has some special sauce for a limited group of folks that could really benefit from that special special sauce. Is that a fair assessment? It is. Uh, it, it's special. You know, our, our qualified plants like ours are inherently designed to maximize the wealth accumulation and stack up those tax deductions that, like you can't find elsewhere. But keep in mind that, to your point, DB plans and, and qualified plants are centered around the accumulation. When we talked about that life cycle of, of qualified plants, they're, they're, they're centered around the accumulation and tax deduction. Uh, it takes additional steps and guidance to, to effectively transfer that, that wealth. So the other options need to be explored with that, that demise of the stretch RA. There's, there's only a couple ways you can get money out of a qualified plan. Uh, the most common and probably the least desirable in this case is uh, ordinary distributions, you know, where you just take, take the money that you're, you, that you're being forced to take. Uh, the problem there is that uh, it could be limited and, and it certainly will be taxable. So, Mike, let's talk about the quantify the problem for the listener. If you pass away with a retirement plan in your estate and you're subject to estate tax, your beneficiaries, if it's not going to your spouse, let's say both husband and wife have passed, your beneficiaries have the following math equation to calculate with their advisors. First phase, first option, we're going to just pay estate taxes and leave the money inside the qualified plan. So wait a minute, I'm going to pay 40% federal tax bracket. Let's say there's a million bucks in there. I'm going to pay 400 grand on tax on a retirement account that's not all mine. And within 10 years, I have to take 100% of that out and pay income tax. Option two is I'm going to take all $1 million out of the, the qualified plan into what's called income with respect to a decedent for my parents in their final tax return, pay all the income tax, maybe that's 40%, and then pay 40% on what's left. What terrible outcomes. My parents would never have dreamed that they're going to lose 60 to 90% of these retirement accounts within one to 10 years of death. Terrible outcome for the family. Agreed. Agreed. So with the passage of the SECURE Act, I think that there are so many folks that are going to have to go back and take a look at their current plans to figure out what are we going to do. So, Mike, I know you were just about ready to go to the options. Why don't you go through what are the options that they can look at with their uh, retirement plans? So uh, I think you covered the the first most terrible one, Derek. (laughs) The next option would really be a, a, a Roth conversion. You know, Roths are, are incredibly powerful tools, uh, and there's a lot of interest in Roths right now. So what what is a Roth? I, I mean, basically, it is a, an account where you had already paid the taxes, so it grows tax-free. That That's wonderful. You stretch Roths were uh, an ideal idea. If you're going to do a, a Roth IRA conversion, you have to have the money to pay the, the, the taxes right right now. or And that's probably why there's so much interest in it right now, right? We're at uh, record low tax rates. Um, so but that's you, 
that's get a, out that's, of the in, you you eliminate the income tax, but if you keep a Roth in your estate, you're still paying estate taxes on that. So you've only solved half of the problem there if you're able to convert the money from an IRA to a Roth. That's what that's right. So it's not the it has Silver its bullet. problems. Give it to you. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll leave it that way. It, it has its problems as well. There is also charitable just distributions, qualified uh, charitable distributions, um, if if you meet the requirements there. Um, I know some of our clients that definitely meets their needs um, and desires. Uh, so that's that's an option, but it also has its uh, uh, limitations. And then the final uh, option, and this is where I, I, I see the result of the, the SECURE Act. There, there's been that there's a need for something besides a stretch IRA. And, and there's been a, a new and refreshed, I guess, approach to a, a, a strategy that's been gaining a lot of momentum. And I, I really like this for a lot of our clients, you know, who are not looking to maintain a DB plan for a long haul. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty sophisticated, and it requires some, some quality guidance. But what it does is it, it effectively moves those qualified plan assets into uh, a tax-free environment uh, by sequentially taking advantage of, you know, rules and regulations that that have been in place or are, are in place uh, now. Uh, and then there is a fourth option. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a new and refreshed approach to uh, some strategies that have been out there. Derek's team has such a has such a strategy. Uh, it's called Derek. It's called. We call it qualified plan optimization distribution or QPods. And um, that's the fourth option. And between the combination of the four, between ordinary distributions, Roth IRA conversions, qualified charitable distributions for those who qualify or have the motivation around that, and QPods, all four of those can be used based on a client's facts, assumptions, and goals to determine how to optimize their situation. It's our opinion for those folks who are likely going to be estate taxed that Roth conversions are not a good strategy other than for the money that they're going to consume over their life expectancy. Any other money there, we think the combination of these other things can produce a much better result. Again, that's why uh, I, you know, throughout this, I would I have to agree with you. You have to get the right uh, the right guidance and the right timing down for getting this money out. Uh, it can add up to enormous missed opportunity if if you don't have that guidance in place. And I would recommend having that guidance in place or at least a roadmap laid out uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, ideally, you should have some mindset of that when you implement a plan, how are you going to get the money out? So I highly endorse the, you know, not just looking at the, the current situation where you're getting the, the big tax deductions and you're accumulating. All too often I see our clients forgetting the aspect of or needing to be reminded of the aspect of, hey, you have to keep in mind how you're going to get this money out. Uh, and it's best to start planning for that now. The, the old adage is, uh, of not what you earn but what you keep is so true here. You can really accumulate the wealth, but then figuring out how to 
consume the wealth for yourself or pass it on to other generations. With the passage of the SECURE Act in 2019, it has made this area of one's balance sheet much more difficult to manage. So highly recommend you get a plan. I think the, the last piece is there's been a lot of new thought around the beneficiary designations around these plans. Should I, should I name my qualified charity to be my beneficiary? Make this be my charitable giving. Should I potentially set up a charitable remainder unitrust to be the recipient of my retirement plan upon my passing to try to stretch it out? There's other ideas around that as well. That's uh, consuming a lot of, uh, of my web time when I do searches on others. Do you have anything else that you want to share with the audience, Mike, before we go? And can you share with the audience how they can get in touch with you if they would like to contact you? Certainly. Uh, I, I, I think we covered a lot. I certainly welcome any, any questions. Uh, and certainly, again, once again, advise, you know, get these plans in place now, the, the full plan. The, the, all, all phases need to be considered when you're put, dealing with qualified plans. If anyone wants to reach out to me, they can always go to our website, uh, which is adatainc, A-D-A-T-A-I-N-C.com, or email me directly at mzelch at adatainc.com. Mike, thank you so much for being with us today. Eric, thank you for being with us today. Absolutely. No, I enjoyed it. And there's, man, there's a lot to consider, right? Anybody listening to this that's in that situation, obviously I encourage you to make the phone call. Derek and Mike, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Awesome, Eric. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Eric. Have a great day. Absolutely. And the last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for listening and tuning in to the Live Life Liberated podcast with the team from Centura Wealth Advisory. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when they come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Centura Wealth Advisory, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Live Life Liberated podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Centura Wealth Advisory. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Centura Wealth Advisory, Centura, is an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in San Diego, California. Centura and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration and notice filing requirements imposed on SEC-registered investment advisors, in which Centura maintains clients. Centura may only transact business in those states in which it is notice filed or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from notice filing requirements. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Tax relief varies based on client circumstances and all clients do not achieve the same results. 